So on episode one one nine, which was talking about motivation, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. that that didn't go the way I thought it'd go. Which was yeah, we could probably have gone deeper. Uh, just could have carried on talking, but just trying to keep these like bite size, aren't we? Like 10, 15 minutes max. This one has the potential to go long. Mm. Go long. <laughs> um, way back. So I'll recap the question. Seeing as you just said before we hit the record that you have no idea what the question was. I'm looking for it. Craig fired a question in that says, this is the summary of it, um, because it's all I can put in the Wonderlist title. I'm not technical, but I have an idea for an app. Where do I start? Now I feel for Craig, (laughs) so I know what that's like. Um, any initial comments from yourself before we go into it? Not, so you're, you're non-technical, not, okay? Not, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> you are non-technical. <laughs> I don't know how you can sit there and just say that to me. From a development perspective, you are not, you can't develop if you're gonna be, if you're gonna take it in the literal sense of Wait. writing code, then no, I guess I'm not technical. Uh, but yeah. So, you come up with an idea for an app. Yep. Okay. Where would you go? What would you do? We've talked about validating the idea. You validate it. You got a landing page. You got some interest. We're now cool. at the point where we just need it made. Exactly. You need to build like so many people that you got twenty five thousand people on an email list waiting for this thing to go live. Harry, what mm. do you do? I would... Firstly, you're impressed with the fact you managed to set up an email list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first of all, I'd ask myself how I got here. Um, no, it was... I would... I would go... Well, the obvious thing is to outsource because at the end of the day, you don't have the skills, so you need to find someone that has the skills. Yeah. Um, I remember reading in the four-hour work week, there was a couple of recommendations in there, um, but that went that went deep down a rabbit hole of pre-qualifying the skills of those people as well. So there's, there's, if you really wanna be sure you've got the right people, there's a lot of steps to take. But long story short is I'd outsource it, probably from the website what, that was suggested in the four hour work week, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Um, probably something like freelance, Odesk, Upwork, yeah. something like that. Uh, I mean, my concern would be is, do, do these guys keep copy for themselves? <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I would just, I guess you just end up asking these people, can you build this? And then they just say, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Hopefully you get someone with yeah. a bit more conviction than that. Yep. So so you go down the outsourcing route? Yeah. Okay. Because in my mind, I'm thinking I just need this done. And I guess it. ideally it's gonna be where I need it to be. Yeah. And then just release it. Okay. From what you know about our app? <laughs> what I know about our app, is if don't we outsource <laughs> <laughs> So we find a competent. So if, imagine if we didn't have Mark permanently mm. in the team. I think we should just revert back to what if ET fails? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> listen back to 116 or whatever it was. Um, so, brief background. Um, I've probably covered this off in a, in a fairly recent show. Definitely. But when I started Expert Trades, it used to be called I Need an Expert. Which is why when you go to the app store, it actually says this is by I need an expert. Okay, um, yep. 
So I did consulting to pay for freelancers. So mm-hmm. I, I tried overseas for a month, like couldn't do it because I didn't have the skill set to manage freelancers overseas. I also, one thing that you touched on is I didn't know the skill set I was looking for. Mm. And uh, I'm not taking anything away from Odesk freelancers and bits like that. Um, but because they're pitching for so much work all the time, they're always saying they can do it. Yeah. So I actually ended up using a UK agency based up in Sheffield. Benefit of that is you can go and speak to them. Drawback of that is they're very expensive. Um, so I was basically taking all the consulting revenue, which was six and a half, seven and a half grand a month, and then just deploying that into the first version of I Need Expert. Yeah, I remember you, uh, was it the, not, your, not yesterday, the day before you had a picture of yeah. you looking very young, fresh-faced in your father's jacket, Holding an app up. Uh, iPad, yeah, holding it on there. <laughs> so I, I outsourced to get that done. So then sort of 12 months later, as the sort of thing grew a little bit, I'll say a little bit, is um, went to a pre-accelerator program. So you have an accelerator, which is like an eight-week course for startups. So there's a, there was a pre-accelerator program because I couldn't take eight weeks out, but I wanted to sort of just get like a mm-hmm. three, four days condensed learning around what the, what the stuff is in the startup ecosystem that I need to be aware of and how people think about it and just like that. So that was a crash course in what to expect from the startup. <clears throat> exactly that. It was a crash course in, um, hey, having the idea is one thing, but here's all the stuff you've got to think about and here's how you validate the idea and here's how you get your MVP up and then like everyone's like, what's MVP? Yeah. So all that stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to raise my hand as well. Yeah. But. So, um, and the advice that I got there, it was twofold actually. One of them was relevant to this, one of them was not. The non-relevant thing was we, would, we did Alien Expert for the UK. Yeah. So we, um, he said you should have just focused on one area mm. and been and dominated, Super focused. dominated that area, worked out your secret source, then rolled it out. Yeah. Um, and I agree. And like, if you look at something like Uber's done or something like that, they just pick a city, pick a town, whatever, nail that, and then roll it through. Like, we didn't have a secret source. We were UK, and we were just working out as we went. So that was good advice. Um, so anyone that's doing like marketplace stuff that requires two sides, definitely just pick one thing and focus on it. Um, the second thing that I got told was stop outsourcing development, bring in a CTO. And I suppose it depends on what the app is. Like you said, if yours is like a build it. If it's a single function kind of system, then you probably don't need consistent don't need, development. Exactly. Um, from where we were, we knew it would be a thing that keeps needing iterations and new improvements. So uh, then I went um, on a mission to try and find a CTO. Um, I ended up meeting 30, it's either 34 or 35, I always say a different number, but it's around that number of people um, through services like, there's, there's one called Founders Lab, so it's like Match.com for founders. And it tends to be the, I'm a sales and marketing person with an idea and a vision. I can't build it. And then the other side of it is, I'm a developer that wants to build cool shit, but I have no idea how I'd sell it, market it, and I just want to write the code. I don't want to worry about the business. Mm-hmm. And like in the stereotypical relationship between like either CEO and CTO or co-founders, depending on how early you bring them in, that's the sort of thing that you need. You need some guy that's going to have the vision, marketing, selling, and one guy that's just going to write the code and build it. Um, so I think it depends on, like you said, I didn't think about that side, but 
what the what the project is like is this like a, like you said a one feature app that you're gonna uh, you've generated some demand for you validated it and you go cool um i need to and to just go and get this built shipped to the app store that in its own comes with loads of problems like you said like what you're, you're not you're non-tech so what skills do they need is it native apps is it on ionic like all the stuff that we've had to learn as we go and then is this guy any good yeah like you're not going to know when they deliver the product here is this the best it could have been yeah they, have they took you for a ride and they've churned something out in two days that but they've charged you for six months worth of no exactly <laughs> and is it like just all the theme that they've used yeah um or look at the situation that we're in now like uh, we had offline functionality that we wanted to get to the market quicker than we could do it internally ourselves. So we hired an agency to support us with it. Uh, and things of things of that have gone wrong, mm-hmm. um, and we've had to we've had to step in and fix it. And as Mark stepped in and fixed it, he's noticed like, well, this shouldn't have been done like that, and that shouldn't have been done like that. So we're having to like unwind that work and then basically rebuild that function yeah. steadily as we go ourselves. So even with when you've got like a CTO. And you're using freelancers, you're going to have difficulties. If if you're non-tech, you're building this app, Harry. You're non-tech. Mm-hmm. What I'd advise you is to find someone that you can trust, um, and that might be through friends and family. You probably know a developer of some sort, uh, and if you don't, then you should start mixing. You know, like the evenings that we went to, like um, what was it called? The Wednesday. Oh, uh, tech Wednesday. Tech Wednesday. Go to that. And not even not necessarily to look for a founder there, but to make friends there, because all of a sudden, then uh, you know a developer, and you go, "Hey John, I've got this idea for an app. I've got these five guys that have put their applications yeah. in on Freelancer. Like, is this the sort of skill set that I need? Like, do that. Get someone that knows to validate the guys that you're about to hire. Yeah, it's the same as it's the same as like, for example, your car breaks down or there's a noise coming from it. If you if you know someone that's at least remotely mechanically minded, they'll go, "Oh, it just needs." this belt or something exactly but the biggest fear is you'll always go to a mechanic and they go oh yeah you oh. need the old front end change engines mate. yeah exactly but that. it turns out it was just a loose wheel bearing or something alright technical um, <laughs> I thought you were non-technical Harry uh, <laughs> well you don't know about me <laughs> um, change me all and everything and you just said something actually like it's probably even even if you don't know a developer like mm. a shortcut to that is find someone on freelancer that has very high fees and is doing hours because you can see how many hours they've logged through the platform. Um, because what you're probably going to realistically end with is an, an overseas agency charging ten to twenty, twenty-five dollars an hour for work, which is cheaper than you get in the UK. Uh, and this is an assumption, but that's the sort of yeah. pay grade um, to get your app off the ground, and it'll move up as the more senior developer you want. But you should go to a senior developer who charges like eighty or a hundred or one hundred and fifty dollars an hour, and go to them and say. Um, I don't want to hire you to do the services. I can't afford you at this point in time. But can you please help me hire the right company? So you might pay them for two or three hours work. Let's say your app's going to cost you three grand. You might deploy 400 of that into this guy to help you find the right fit. Yeah. And that, and you go, mm, it's a lot of money, whatever it is, but it's a lot better than spending three grand on a shit product. Yeah, it's worth the investment of at least getting pro advice to, uh, to find someone that can help. Because they probably have a, they probably work in a connection of people. Yeah, they can probably they introduce probably it like exactly that. So hopefully, Craig, this has helped, and I think it. I think the sort of the crux of it is it depends on what the what the product is. Mm. Uh, it says it says an app, 
uh, I don't know if that means just like a one feature app or like mm. a quoting and invoicing app if it is stop listening to podcasts you're not, <laughs> you're not invited anymore um, but work out what it is if it's something that needs continuous iteration improvements then look to bring someone in house early on that shares the vision you don't need to like don't worry about paying just both put time and energy and effort into it pop, do it part time mm. build the thing um, or if, you, if it's just like a one fix thing like go and do what we've spoke about yeah. I want to hear, Craig, I want to hear if you do something with this, to be honest. I, want to hear I, think, I think outsourcing just has a lot of potential for headaches and costs, whether it's time and effort or money. The, the so thing pulling that, someone in that can be more invested and hopefully in the long run, it'll uh, yield better results. Definitely. I mean, that's the thing that I hated about out, like the first year of building I Need an Expert is I was just paying for code. They didn't care. And the biggest difference, when I say they didn't care, I don't, they, they cared about the code that they, so I say, can you build this widget? And they'd build that exact widget. Mm. The difference that I saw in the following year when Ignacy came on board was I'd say, can, let's build this. And he'd be like, yeah, but how does that fit into this, this, and this? And how does that fit into like the overall goal of this product? Whereas when you're paying for someone, they're never going to ask you that. They're never going to question and push back because it's like, cool, yeah. 50 pound an hour, 80 pounds an hour, you're just paying me. I'll, I'll build whatever you want because you're paying me. Just tell me what to do. They don't think about the whole sh- the whole sort of business behind it. They just think about what they've been asked to build. So you want someone, like you said, that is passionate about what you want to build and is going to help shape that with you. Cool. Should we choose the next one? Yes. That was good. It didn't go as long as I expected, actually. Um, one to four. Two. What do you think of raising money on Kickstarter? Wow, okay. I wanna, I'm probably gonna put a second one into that as a follow-up, two separate ones, because I wanna talk about what it's like raising money on Kickstarter, and then what it's like raising money on something like Cedars. So, Cedars is something where, uh, rather than going to a VC and them giving you 200 grand, you go to Cedars, and like you could sign up to Cedars and put five pounds in a percentage of a startup. So it's, it's crowdfunding from the masses. Kickstarters, we know, we'll go into the differences between both of those. We might do it in the same show just to make sense, but mm-hmm. um, all good, mate. Cool. Hello. Email hello at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Or follow us on the gram, which is our startup show. Uh, yeah, guys, thank, thanks, for, thanks for sticking around. If you got this far on the show, then we fully expect you to either email us, leave us a review, or follow us on Instagram. Um, we're going to be counting on you guys to help us grow the audience. Um, yeah, and if you've got any questions, let us know what you're working on. Um, mm-hmm. Even if, you, if you're building something and you don't need any help, we'd just love to know what stuff that you guys are working on to understand who's listening. Because a lot of you are. But we need more people getting in touch. You sound lonely. <laughs> <laughs>